Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Cam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee and Front Row Kenny. How you guys doing today? It is all good this way here in hot, they say hot Atlanta, but they really should say hot <laughs> LA because <laughs> LA is always hotter than Atlanta and right now it is scorching. When I say scorching, it is 100 degrees. Well, I know it's at least 100 degrees where you live at, Renee. Where I live at, because oh, I'm gosh. a little bit closer to the beach, it's, I think the high was 92 today. Yeah. Goodness. It was almost triple digits even this morning uh, on my way to work. I was just, it, it, it was it was insane. So I knew if it was that hot this morning, uh, I knew it was going to be really hot by, by lunchtime. <laughs> of course. And Kenny, it's raining in Charlotte, right? Man, it's been raining for the past three days. It rained on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, now now Monday, too. So four days. Yeah, it's been pretty pretty hectic around here with that. It was 84 degrees. It was sunny this morning when I went to work. But when I came back home, it just got dark and the skies just opened up. And it's still raining right now, actually, as I'm speaking. Rain in Michigan, rain in New York. Actually, that helicopter went down. I don't know if it was weather related, but I'm sure by now, at least when you guys listen to the podcast, you'll know there was a helicopter that had a, well, I don't know if you can call it a crash landing, but it was on a rooftop. But one person, I'm assuming the pilot is dead. But yeah, it's rain every place except in Los Angeles where it's nice and hot. And I'm actually getting ready to go to Sacramento in a day or so to hang out with Chevy. I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, but we'll be out in Sacramento, California, which is the capital of California, driving some Chevy boats. And I looked at the weather, so I knew what to pack. And it's 100 degrees. It's actually over 100 degrees is the forecast. So I'm a little excited, but not so much because... Sacramento is not Los Angeles. Yeah, it definitely isn't that. <laughs> it's not even the Bay Area because it's in between, right? Yeah. Ugh. It depends on who you ask from up there because sometimes they will like, oh, I live in the Bay. I'm like, oh, where? They're like, Sacramento. I'm like, it's not the Bay Area. No, but- it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enough chitter chatter. I don't even know. Is anybody interested in our weekends? I'll go first. My weekend was actually pretty chill, hung out. At a day party on Saturday, I actually went to a graduation party. Then from there, I left and went to a day party. Then from there, I left and went to go visit one of my homeboys. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the term homeboy, but that's just like one of your good guy friends. <laughs> and he just moved into, as we would say, a fat AF crib, fat as you know what crib is. <laughs> Off of Sunset, the world famous Sunset, is actually his house used to be Bill Weathers' house. And I'm not sure if you guys know, but he's a legendary singer from back in the day. And it's significant because my boy who moved into the house, he actually is a singer. Like he used to be signed to Kanye's 
What's Kanye's label? Good, good label, good records, yeah, whatever. Good, uh, good, good music. music, good yeah. music. So yeah, so Ryan used to be signed to Good Music, and he is. I can't say enough about him. So he was like, "Yo, I haven't seen you in a while. Come check, check out the new crib. Come check out the studio." Because of course, you know when you have a crib that's on top of the Sunset Strip, you have a studio with inside your house, and there was a a party going on two doors down from him. The pool overlooks the entire city. It's just bananas when you have an infinity pool in your backyard. But nonetheless, so that was pretty much my weekend. Renee, I'm not quite sure. What did you do? I don't remember seeing any wildness on your Instagram. (laughs) Well, maybe because I was uh, (laughs) too blacked out to even post anything, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I did have a a really good weekend. Um. and Friday, and I didn't have any shows this weekend, so I thought I'd take advantage of the time off of not actually being on stage. And uh, although, you know, that entertainer inside of me always wants to just go and hang out at a comedy club because I, I really did want to get up and uh, get on stage. But nevertheless, I was like, yeah, you know what? My roommate's cousin was in town and we actually did a lot of eating on top of drinking this weekend. That was pretty much really is what I just did. And uh, I either was either too drunk to post anything or just <laughs> too drunk with food to post anything. But we had Mediter- Mediterranean food, seafood, fried chicken. I mean, you name it. We we binged on everything. Before you get into your weekend, Kenny, I just wanted to ask something. I actually thought about you, Renee. You spoke about you just mentioned the comedy that you didn't have any shows. I thought about you when I was driving down the Sunset Strip because when I passed the Laugh Factory, it was bananas outside. I couldn't see who was performing, but then when I passed the comedy store, because actually that street right by Katana and the comedy store, and for those that don't live here, you're like, what? But the comedy store is the world famous comedy store, so you should have known or heard of it. But my friend lives up that street on the Sunset Strip. But oh, wow. When I passed the comedy store, I saw Ann Edwards' name at the bottom in big. And I was like, oh, my boy Ann is performing. But when I say it was bananas there as well, it was crazy. And I don't know if it was because it was a Saturday night, but it was like hundreds of people outside of the Laugh Factory as well as the comedy store. Wow. They usually uh, have some really good acts that go up in there on the weekend. So I wouldn't be surprised if probably a who's who showed up and maybe you know, celebrity drop-ins. Because on a Saturday night, if, if any of those celebrities are in town, they're, they're, they're going to make an appearance. And and a lot of times, it's usually somebody like Bill Burr or even Dave Chappelle. Chris Rock has been known to hit the stages and uh, Kevin Hart. So who knows? I'm going to hit the stage one day. How about that? <laughs> okay, Kenny, <laughs> let us know what you did this weekend. And then we're going to jump into some NASCAR talk because there was a rain delay, which delays everything. Yeah, my weekend was pretty chill, about laid back as yours, because all it did was rain out here, so nobody wants to be out in that mess, especially how bad it has rained in the North Carolina area in the past few days. Like, I mean, there's a lot of places that are flooded. I mean, it has been a ton of rain. It was needed, but it is a ton of rain out here, so my weekend was pretty much laid back in the crib. That's all I was doing. We watched some NASCAR on a Monday. Because of the rain delay, I just want to add this before we jump knee deep into some NASCAR talk. I knew the race wasn't going to happen. 
I don't know why NASCAR goes through all this when we know it was evident that the race wasn't going to happen. You go through all the ceremonies and then you're like, oh, we're going to race on Monday. Hello. <laughs> Did we all not know that? It was clear. That's why I took a nap and I woke up and it was like, <laughs> they still out there throwing footballs. Because if you guys yeah, don't know what I'm referring windows. to, Bubba Wallace <laughs> and Corey LaJoy was throwing footballs in the stands and stuff. Then I I went yeah. back to sleep, dozed off, and finally when I woke up, NASCAR had called it. I was like, good. Not that <laughs> I enjoy. I'm not quite sure how I feel about races on Monday, but that's what it is. Okay, you guys want me to jump into the top 10 and we can talk about what happened and yep, let's whatever else is yeah, let's roll into going it. on? Okay, cool. Top 10 from Michigan. Your boy, Joey Logano. I don't know if he stole that race or he just won it fair and square. Good, hard racing. Kurt Busch. I think if Kurt Busch had one more lap, it was a possibility he could have caught Joey Logano. But Kurt Busch came in second. Truex Jr. came in third. At one point, Kurt and Truex looked like they were working together. But after we had that late caution on the restart, Kurt was like, boom, I'm, I'm going for the win. Daniel Suarez quietly had a P4 finish. Kyle Busch came in fifth. Brad Kozlowski, man, he just could not win in his home state. One of these days he'll win in Michigan, but he came in sixth. No Michigan driver has won there, actually, which is crazy to think yeah. about that. I'm glad you actually brought that up. None of them have ever won in this at Michigan since 1969. That's insane. He didn't win again this year, so or <laughs> this race, rather. Okay, Kevin Harvick, we're going to jump into some Harvick talk because Happy Harvick definitely wasn't happy after the race. He had some, they, it weren't, the, the comments that he had weren't even really, they were just straight to the point, but we'll say that for later. Ryan Newman came in eighth and Ryan Blaney ninth and Alex Bowman top 10 finish. Not bad. Hendrick still is struggling as in Hendrick Motorsports. Jimmy Johnson came in 15th and these are just notables. William Byron came in 18th and Chase Elliott came in 20th. Just for the hell of it, in case you guys <laughs> wanted to know, 25 drivers were on the lead lap when the race concluded. So that's a quick recap of the top 10 as well as some notables at Michigan. I guess we can just jump into what happened. Do you guys want to talk about Harvick's comments, Kenny, I don't know if you want to add something about the restart because there seemed to be a small bit of controversy at the end of the race about the restart. Yeah, we can, um, of course, talk about that. But one more, no I just want to say one more quick notable. This is actually the second time in 2019 Team Penske has actually had all three of their cars in the top 10. And obviously, Joey Logano was the winner today. And that restart, of course, was a big thing. And it was weird because we got a very anticlimactic finish rather than the crazy overtime finish we thought we were going to get. And just like you mentioned, with Truex and Kurt Busch, they were working towards catching him. As a matter of fact, each lap, they maybe picked up about three tenths or four tenths of a second. And they were right there, and once Eric Jones spun, they were only three tenths back. They were going to catch him if they had left that race going green. So, but it was a catch twenty two because even if they would have caught him, you're looking at the fact that if one would have pulled on the side of the other, that would have kind of messed things up in terms of well, 
Yeah, and that's that was a problem at first for Kurt Busch, as a matter of fact. I noticed that he was starting to fan out a little bit to the left or to the right when he was drafting. But when he realized that he had to stay with Truex, that's what made them catch up to Logano. But like Kurt Busch had said, he said he would have pushed him all the way past him. And then that probably would have been his best shot, which is correct, since this package is so momentum based. It's, it's kind of like go-kart racing. It's very momentum based. And if he had had enough momentum, he would have pushed Truex into Logano. And then he would have been able to catapult either from the left side or to the right side, depending on the situation. So that's if Logano didn't block him. So let's right. not forget I was, that. I was just about to say that too. <laughs> I mean, he had. To, I mean, you have to. It sounds all good in theory if Kurt Busch would have pushed Truex up and they yeah. would have caught up with Logano. But you know, Logano don't play. And that's the funny thing. You have to almost do that with this package. It is. Crazy as it sounds to a lot of people, this is what you saw somewhat in the 80s, in the very early 90s with what the days of a Daytona or Talladega race would look like. It was single file and you had to draft still. And this is kind of what it produced. Somewhat of the same thing. Not exactly what most were expecting and or NASCAR probably was expecting to get out of Michigan. This is literally the second to last place on the calendar, I can say that you can really make some notes about this package. And I guess the only thing that helped out with a lot of passing in the middle was the fact that it was very cool outside. It was pretty cold, as a matter of fact. I saw people with full hats and scullies, so it was cool out there. And that's what helps out in this package is it helped out in Texas and it helped out in Kansas. The only other place left is Kentucky, which has fresh pavement, just like Texas. So after that, there's literally no need to ask a question about that package. It's that's it. Oh God, no, the no package, the package. We keep I, I know, right? And Kyle Bush, everybody. <laughs> if Harvick's so okay, let's talk about Harvick. I don't think Harvick. It's a catch twenty two with Harvick. Was he upset that they took four tires as opposed to two, and he was mad at his crew chief and the team, or? Is he mad at the package and that the racing just was what it was? I, you don't know. I think he was trying to escape from getting fined because they fined somebody last time for making a comment. So, I mean, there's nothing he can do. And again, I told this to somebody that the drivers are just fed up. They don't want to hear that damn question anymore. They've heard it since January. They are sick of it. It is June and we're halfway through it, as a matter of fact, going into July next. But nobody even asked him about the package. He was just upset about every question that was asked. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm pretty sure eventually he was going to get that that question asked. And I'm sure a lot of his frustration was pent up on what it was because a lot of drivers on the radio, what their complaint was that they could not pass. That's what a lot of guys said. They could not pass. The most troubling area, I think, where we had problems at, even if we had quite a few lead changes, and that was mainly because of green flags, pit stops, where we get lost in all the time with those numbers. But with that being said, the leader, once you're out in clean air, and this doesn't matter whatever package we were in, but still, it is very hard to pass the leader once they have clean air. It is almost damn near impossible. And that was the struggle for a lot of them. That was a struggle for Harvick as he got around Logano a couple times. But if there was another car pushing, it was very difficult to pass still. So I think that's along the lines of his frustration. And a lot of drivers are mad about it too, still. Yeah, I think it was a combination of all of that put together from the pit and his team 
and uh, this whole package thing, and then him not winning the race, and probably everything just clumped into it, and and then just at the end of the race, trying not to blast his team, maybe, I don't know, Uh, I mean, because you never want to blast your team like that, probably not wanting to say something about NASCAR, get fined, whatever the case, I mean, you just put that all together, but whatever it was, man, that guy was definitely not in the mood to even give an interview. I, I, I'm, su- I'm surprised he just didn't walk off. <laughs> I'm surprised he... Harvick won. They, they cool. would get fined for that, actually. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. That's where you get fined. And he hasn't won yet this year. Yeah, so. he hasn't. In fact, it pretty much, it's what, it's 14 of the 15 races that we've had, and that's including the All-Star race. They've all been won by Penske and Joe Gibbs Racing. Yeah, they've done nothing but dominate so yep. far. But I mean, considering last yeah. year it was like Stuart House Racing, Stuart House Racing. Now it's yeah. like nada, nada. Like it's all, we're living in a Pinsky and a Joe Gibbs world. Yep. End of discussion. <laughs> like right it's, now we are. yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, here's it's the crazy. thing Harvick led 15 laps, if I'm not mistaken. He led 15 laps. Joy Logano pretty much dominated this race. He led 163 laps. Yeah. But Harvick was in position at one point. The pit stop, the call to take four tires. I don't know. It could go either way. Because I'm assuming that's what he was upset about. That's just what it is. You you have to make those type of decisions. There were, there were some teams that played around with the strategy a little bit, especially on the competition caution. Some guys took two tires, some guys took four tires, and you had those mixed type of calls. And then a, a lot of green flag runs, which we typically get in Michigan, is what ended up happening. And Logano leading 163, he was out front all day and he had no problem. I mean, he probably had the best car without a doubt. Even even without that restart, I still think he had the best car. But I know Harvick has got to be frustrated. Given a guy last year, who won three races in a row after Daytona. He won Atlanta, Las Vegas, Phoenix, three in a row, almost won four in a row had he not wrecked at Fontana last year. He was on a tear, and he was a part of that big three. They were dominating the entire show, and this year it just hasn't clicked for them. It's It's been a struggle. It, it has really been a struggle for them. It's it's crazy. I'm, I'm actually surprised because Harvick still had a good day, finished in the top 10, but it just wasn't enough. I mean, Al- Almirola didn't have a good day. Boyer didn't have a good day. Suarez was the only other guy that had a good day. So two out of four cars had a good day, except for even for his sake, that just wasn't enough. He wants to win bad. I understand. Well, ironically, as I just mentioned, Joy Logano led 163 laps. Harvick led 15 of the 203 laps total of the race, which was the second most laps led. You'll never guess who the third was. Oh, who's that? It was Austin Dillon. Austin oh, Dillon, who right. also won a stage. Won a stage. Right. Yeah, he won yeah. a stage. But, of course, his day didn't end well because he ended up crashing out. Yeah, yeah, he had a rough day, unfortunately. Got a call yeah. from that accident. He so led some laps. The thing real quick with Logano, I just want to just make a comment uh, about that. Kenny, I think you hit it right on the nail here. Regardless of what happened at the end of the race on that restart, it really did seem like Joey Logano had the best car today. Now, I know when I was watching it at that last restart, I almost kind of said to myself, boy, that looked like he jumped the gun there too quick. I I, I don't know. And, and then I just kind of Oh, the restart. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of just dismissed it. But but to me, at, at the moment that I watched it, it did look like it. But uh, I mean, at this point, you're just kind of 
just seems like Joey Logano is just one of those drivers right now that are always in the middle of some controversy. Always in the middle of some S-H-I-T. You understand what I'm saying? It's- well, we've been saying that for Y-E-A-R-S years. <laughs> he's, he's always in the middle of it, Renee. Yep. Yeah, you got yeah. that right. Yeah, restart stuff was tough. I will say that. Well, I know it was like NASCAR has four different angles, cameras, and they said that it was okay. So Yeah, I mean, he went. I, I watched it. I mean, he went, but again... These calls can be real, real close to get a restart correct. It, it is hard. Apparently, what Truex said, he went a little bit ahead before the restart box and all of that. But, you know, of course, looking at the comments under Pacris's, um tweet about it, you know, people are just not too big fans of Truex. People feel like he whines and he, you know, complains and this, that, and the third. So no matter what he said, <laughs> it wouldn't come off right for anybody anyway. Well, speaking of fan comments, let's jump into some fan comments because there was a lot being said on Twitter. I just have come to the conclusion, this is nothing new, but I'm just going to restate it. You can't please NASCAR fans. You just never know. They're disgruntled about everything all the time. I can't really say whether or not Michigan was a great race or a bad race because, to be honest, I was a little bit tuned out at some points. I did watch it from start to finish. I thought that it got better in stage three, or the final stage. I don't, I hate to say stage three because I'm like, uh, the final, the final <laughs> leg of the race, if you want to say that. But I guess I was a bit indifferent, but I don't think that it was a terrible race. Do I think it was the best race that I ever seen? No, but it definitely wasn't a terrible race. But I do want to say Jeff Gluck. He wrote on Twitter, he said, well, Joy Logano wins anyway. Second win of the season for him. Third career win at Michigan. Dominates the race. And you would never guess that comment just sparked so many people chiming in. And I'm just going to pick two or three comments to read. This person writes, Andrew underscore Neil on Twitter, writes, worst race I've ever seen, horrible winner, can't pass, packages complete garbage, won't be watching again until they get rid of this nonsense. <laughs> You're like, so are you mad that you just don't like Joey and Joey Logano won? Like, help me understand that. Another commenter wrote, and his user is DMP Designs, DMP underscore designs, he writes, y'all bitching despite us getting an incredible amount of passes. The leader not being able to be passed sucks, but I can't tell if it's just the 22 being the best car because, frankly, he was by far. Now, that commenter was like, uh, you just bitching. 22 probably was the best car. It just was what it was. Now, this person adds, well, I just wasted three hours of my life. I can't get back. And they added a, I don't know if it's a sad face or a puzzled face emoji. <laughs> now, what's significant about this comment is that 19 people liked it. And I'm sure before the night's over, more people are going to add some stuff. And then one last comment I'll throw in here. This person, Tanner Sigford, he writes, this race was truly my final hope for this package. It has to go. <laughs> and he wrote has in all capital letters. Having no power and the low HP, as in horsepower, is no good for these cars. 
This season makes me so frustrated. I've been a long time fan and I've truly never been more bored watching a season. Oh, man. Um, I don't even know. I mean, I, I can have... go on and on. Now, don't get me wrong. I just picked some comments at random. So I guess what was that? Three comments that were that hated the package and one that liked it. I, man, <laughs> that first, that just that first comment alone. Yeah. To say that was the worst thing you've seen in terms of a NASCAR race, I will point you in the direction of two that I'm 100% sure. 99%. Oh, well, don't worry. Because you know what? Drunken uh, Brian France, and for anybody that's on Twitter, you know who that is. The His user is Drunken Brian F. Yeah. He writes, worst ever, question mark. You weren't watching when Jeff Burton, and I know that's your guy, Kenny. Jeff Burton led every lap at Loudon. You haven't watched Look, the last several Brickyard 400s, question mark. <laughs> let me tell you something. That's exactly what I was going to reference to. And trust me, just like you said, Jeff Burton, that's my guy, right? But listen, if you go back and watch that race, there is no way in the hell you can tell me today was worse than that. And let alone, I'll give you one that's more recent. If you've been a fan for the last five years, <laughs> I will point you to the 2016 Brickyard 400. Kyle Busch led 149 laps. He dominated the entire day. Nobody could pass him at all. Like, nobody could pass him. He won that race by two and a half seconds. That was by far the worst I have seen in the modern era, without question. What we okay, saw this is what I'm gathering. To Not it. to cut you off, Kenny, but it just seems like if there's no passing, people think it's the worst race ever. Yeah, I'm going to take it a step it, further. There's no passing in Formula One, but people love Formula One. That's the thing, though. People have an odd, odd fantasy that if there isn't four, 45 cha- lead changes, that it's not a good race. That does not equate to what a good race means. Just because it has a a bunch of lead changes, a close finish door to door doesn't always have to be that way. Because you know what, they wouldn't be special. Right. It just isn't always going to pan out that way. We can't get a game seven moment every single weekend. We can't have the pass in the grass every single weekend. We can't have the all star race every single weekend. Because if we did, none of it would be special, and I mean none of it. So I just do. Then not another fan will say you're wrong. Every race would be special. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course, but that's not reality. Yeah, Tim, I think you bring up a really good point about you know Formula One doesn't have any passing, but they think it's the greatest thing on earth. And I now just to just to add on to that, I don't know if maybe because NASCAR fans are used to so much passing because it's NASCAR and Formula One is used to like not not having any passing. So I don't know if the mentality is that way. But I think a lot of these fans, as far as NASCAR fans are concerned, uh, NASCAR specifically, they want to see passing. Like, they want to see, like, 500, you know, lead changes during the race. Uh, to go back to Formula One, I'm the kind of guy that will watch Formula One, and I'm okay with not, like, not passing. I'm okay with it if they just single file line the whole way through. I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me, none, but I don't know if maybe just people have a different mentality because they're so used to seeing so many lead changes, and, and, and they're used to seeing cars passing each other in nascar i got a question for you renee and we're going to move on to some predictions but before we move on to some predictions renee and kenny 
This is a question for both of you guys. Make it as brief as possible. What's good NASCAR racing to you, Renee? And then, Kenny, you can chime in. What is good NASCAR racing to me? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll go back to my answer, probably what we've done on uh, on this podcast show before, where I think we've talked to, kind of talked about this uh, uh, particular subject before. But good NASCAR racing to me is bumping, grinding, a little bit of pushing, shoving, you know, uh, not maybe not too aggressive. I mean, because I don't want anybody to ruin anybody's day on a wreck and some over some BS. But I do want to see a little bit of scratching. I do want to see a little bit of bumping. Uh, you know, I want to see guys going at it. I want to see three, four wide every once in a while. You know, I mean, I want to see guys passing each other and, and fighting for the lead. Should I go pit? Should I not pit? The little strategies, that it's, and especially when it comes down to crunch time. The stages have kind of like really kind of gotten us away, uh, I think, from that a little bit. But good racing to me is that as long as it's it stays out of the category of what a lot of people think like Joey Logano does or or something like that, something purposely done. But if as long as it stays within the, the guidelines and the rules of, of, and even if it's a little risque, I'm okay with that. Okay, Kenny, I don't want you to answer that question because Renee did make a point. We have talked about this before. So instead of answering that question, just tell me briefly, 30 seconds, you like the package or you don't? I'm in the <laughs> middle, not even gonna lie. So you're indifferent. I'm like very indifferent. The only thing I wish was different was the fact that we have such, so much downforce. I just wish we would take that away because that really just takes away driving ability for these, what we call the world's greatest drivers. They don't need to have cars that are planted to the damn ground. Not in this, not in this league. And it doesn't work for us in stock car racing. There needs to be much more horsepower and there needs to have the cars off the ground. That's, that's really it. I want to see him will it. <laughs> yep. Before we don't move on to the predictions, because I just remember there are no predictions because we're on the bye. I just want to remind you guys to please subscribe to our podcast. We are wherever you listen to your music or your podcast. We are not on YouTube. I guess we could upload the podcast to YouTube, but... I don't know. Let us know if you want to hear us on YouTube. But if not, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. As you guys know, next week is Father's Day. So in advance, happy Father's Day to all our fathers. Renee, happy Father's Day to you. Not that I won't talk to you between now and next week, but happy Father's Day. And I guess we should take a bye. Should we take yep. a bye, Renee? Why not? Kenny? Let's enjoy the bye, just like the drivers do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is what we'll do. We're going to take a bye next week. We won't come to you guys because it's probably not much to talk about. What we will do is before the race at Sonoma, in which I think I'm going to Sonoma. I still need to talk to Renee to see if he's going. I'm still going to try to make that because I know we did talk about it. So uh, Yeah, because we can go to the baseball game and stuff. So we'll talk about it. Okay, Okay. so on that note, I'm closing the show. Renee usually closes the show, but I guess I'll take those duties over. Yeah, go ahead, Tim. To reiterate, we won't talk next week. Well, we'll talk. We just won't talk to you unless you're on the Twitter or on the Instagram. So throughout the week between now and Sonoma, we'll post on social media, but we will not have a podcast. I repeat, we know that you are waiting every week for us to drop a podcast, but we won't come 
to your living room or your car or your bedroom. Well, no, I don't want to come to your bedroom. Let me retract that. <laughs> you won't hear us next week. But Well, Kenny got the voice like he want to come to your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you will see us on social throughout the week. So for me, Tam, I don't know, me, Tam, that didn't sound right. So for myself, Renee and Front Row Kenny, we will see you. Well, we will talk to you. I don't know, Renee. I never closed the show. I'm messing this up. Renee, close the show out for us real quick. <laughs> all right. I'll close it real quick. Hey, guys. Thank you uh, once again for listening to All Turns No Breaks. Please look for us. Please subscribe to us like Tam says. And for Front Row Kenny, for Tam and myself, we won't see you or here next week. But the following week, we'll be right back with another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. See y'all later. Peace. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 